Welcome to the podcast. My name is Graham Twine and I'm from Suncoast Fresh and I'm super proud to bring you this amazing podcast on produce and all things cool. If you don't know about Suncoast Fresh, we supply cool restaurants, hotels, clubs, pubs, all sorts of things with fruit and vegetables. No one really knows how this works. I mean, where does the fruit and veg come from? It comes from beautiful farms who we've had relationships for years with. And then we get it and we take it to the chefs and they get to use it on their menus. It's much more complex than that and it's much more fun than that. And over this podcast, I'm going to be telling you cool stories about these guys, the farmers, the boutique growers, the amazing chef, loads of funny stories coming up. So enjoy episode one with me. This one's going to be a little bit different. Billy Bentley, my mate, some of you may know, is going to be interviewing me. This is going to tell you all about Suncoast Fresh. So enjoy episode one on the podcast. Billy Bentley. Graham Twine. It's going down. Um, I, but this is exciting. This is episode one of the Suncoast Fresh podcast. This is something that we've probably spoken about for two and a half years. You guys have spoken about it a little bit longer. So uh, here it is. The podcast. And hopefully you've done a nice intro about me before we get um, into this. So yeah, that's okay, up yeah, to you. Yeah, we'll so, um, but yeah, if you don't know me, I've worked with Graham for the last couple of years and uh um, yeah, an honour to be able to interview you before you then get to interview some really cool, inspiring chefs, um, business owners, farmers, growers all across the industry that uh, that you know and love. Yep, it's going to be fun. We've done some already and uh, totally enjoyed it and really feel like it's going to be beneficial to everyone who listens, you know, young and upcoming people, current chefs. Everyone wants to know what's going on behind the scenes and what these guys, you know, what really drives them. So. You know, whether it be chefs or farmers, it's going to be um, it's going to be fantastic. You're not supposed to give away the fact that we've already recorded them. Ah, um, uh, right, yeah. But we've already, yes, we have recorded them, and they are really cool people. We're really lucky to get to work with some incredibly inspiring yeah. chefs. I'm just putting a timer on this because otherwise we will just waffle forever. We will. Um, but mate, oh, look, let's go back to where it started because if someone's listening to this the first time, um, Suncoast Fresh, an incredible brand, incredibly recognisable brand from the Sunshine Coast all the way down to northern New South Wales, but where did it all begin? Well, um, it, Suncoast all began began when Dwayne and I first met, I guess. Uh, Dwayne's my business partner and friend. Uh, although we're very different people, we complement each other uh, amazingly. And it's been a really fantastic partnership all the way through. But where we met was I was working in Byron for another company, another small fruit and vegetable company. And uh, Dwayne was working for one in Noosa, and we were both in the same position, fairly key people in our companies. And um, we were both at the same time about to buy the companies that we work for. Um, prior to that, I'd been up to Noosa to compare notes with Dwayne, uh, who uh, had some ideas. We were similar, similar sort of distances away from Brisbane. And I thought, well, you know, we're not going to be competitors. Let's whip up there and um, share some ideas about how we pack orders and how we deliver and all the, you know, ins and outs. I learned heaps off Dwayne. Um, and we actually didn't even swap numbers, actually. Um, I knew uh, his boss, actually. And uh, what we did is we went apart. And then uh, one day, months later, we ran into each other in the market and we had this 
oh my god um i was just about to buy mine it fell through and you were just about to buy yours and it fell through um so we swapped numbers and started talking and became mates what year was this must have been about 12 years ago, so whatever that is. Yeah, so we're in 2019 now, adding into yeah, the so back end of the year. It's about 12 so years 12 ago. Years, it yeah. might have been 13 years ago, 12, 13 years ago. And, um, yeah, we just, uh, you know, started talking. So what he actually did was uh, he his deal fell through, so he resigned from that place and he met another guy who was building Belmondos at the time. And uh, his name was Adam, and um, so he started shop over there and that was a place that was going to supply top-end restaurants and have a fruit shop and rah rah. Uh, so Dwayne went there and then pretty quickly uh, Suncoast Fresh started. Uh, we were already uh, mates and Suncoast Fresh started with Dwayne only for about three weeks and uh, he rang me and said mate I need a hand what can you do and so I started doing the buying for him out of market and in weeks it was all becoming too much with cash flow and everything it was just customers were coming on left, right and centre. So we got chatting and decided that I would come in. Uh, so three weeks into this, uh, I had I threw some money in and and then we were off. And then it was officially Dwayne and I, Suncoast Fresh, in the business launching yeah. this uh, this amazing business in Noosa. Now, if no one knows your story before you got into this you know we'll, we'll talk about um selling smoothies in byron um which is a part of your story but you're actually a chef you're a qualified chef you're an award-winning chef as your apprentice of the year at some point uh yeah i won i was in the golden chef's hat and i won um a gold medal and a bronze medal uh when i competed in that in like the a 94 i think it was so yeah, yeah a long time ago yes yeah, so that's where your passion for the food industry started i mean you know, if 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 we track it back to that, it was a long time ago, really, before you yeah, thought yeah. about starting oh, it was, Suncoast it was, Fresh. It was, you know, it was when I was a real kid. It was a, a combination of uh, what I am now and and that is a chef slash farmer because my parents had a farm. My mum used to cook and I used to bake and cook pikelets and stuff with mum and that would be out in the paddock growing bananas and passion fruit and beans and pumpkins and watermelons. So I sort of was there the second I was born. I was in the game, not even realising that I'd end up doing what I'm doing. So uh, that was in Danoon, northern New South Wales. Uh, beautiful red soil there from the big uh, Mount Warning and such a great place to grow things and a great place to grow up. What's your memory uh, as a kid in terms of your food memories? Was there one thing that stood out that your mum would cook for you regularly? Is there... Oh, that's a great question. It's one I, I ask a lot of people as well. But it's actually probably the, you know, mum could make pikelets and scones fantastically, but could not cook anything else. Really love your mum. But, you know, mum's version of spaghetti bolognese was a big piece of frozen mince in the in the electric fry pan, and that would defrost slash go grey and would peel off the outside uh, as it as it defrosted and it would be boiling in this gross water. And then in went tomato sauce and overcooked spaghetti. Voila, spaghetti bolognese. Which is different to how your bolognese, how would you cook a bolognese? Oh, days? well, I would use lots of carrots and onions and celery and the bay leaf and uh, and parsley stalks and uh, good red wine. And I'd cook a combination of beef mince and veal mince or pork mince and take all the fat off that then add all that crazy flavour with the, you know, the t- good Italian peeled tomatoes at the end and cook it forever. And Yeah, right. Yeah. Now back to 
I mean, your story is really interesting and we'll talk more about the business, but you're also at one point in your life, there's a photo of you that gets around with really long hair. You, were, you had a combi that you're really proud of. You're doing smoothies in Byron. Um, and that's also another part of how you met Sam, who works in, in the Byron office. But um, how did you end up in Byron making smoothies? Well, that was the company that I was actually working for in Byron. And um, we had a little side project with the combi as well. Um, and I was running that combi and... and uh, uh, we we made juices and smoothies on the beach. We pretty much went around to caravan parks in the morning, uh, went through there, just making, ringing a bell, uh, 1959 combi, uh, like beautiful, that bluey green aquary colour. It was just photographed every second. It was well before Instagram, but I reckon it'd be super Insta-famous if it was around now. And, uh, yeah, I just did that on weekends. And um, so we did the, you know, wholesale during the week. And um, then it became really, really full on. So I sort of was doing it all the time as well as doing a bit of selling selling stuff because if it rained, we'd have all these pineapples and whatever and we'd you know, sell it to restaurants. That's sort of how Suncoast started was that, you know, the, the combi van was going. And if, you know, if it had too much stuff, it would be sold to a restaurant. So, yeah. And that's like, oh, can you get this? I'm like, okay. And, um yeah. Well, you've been always been known as, you know, the guys, the Suncoast Fresh, the brand who can get the things that no one can get. Isn't that's kind of how this? Like you yeah, said, I guess we was. sort of got that reputation because you know we were we were we were passionate and you know we wanted to you know you know to please probably you know like and we found it really really interesting as well. Like it was, you know, finding cool ingredients is like Easter egg hunting. It's fun, you know. Like um, you find it, never any money or anything in it, but it's you know it's super fun to. To, to, to get the product to the chef and see it, you know, on the table and, and going out and pleasing customers. But it's important to get the other stuff right as well as a business. Oh, look, well, of course, you know, that's actually the essence of it all, you know, and, and um, you know, that, that stuff's the fun stuff. I used to call it the, you know, the, the cool stuff used to be called the, you know, you know, you know what I'm going to say, aren't you? Yeah, I know what you're going to say as well. It's, um, it's like, you know, it's the lingerie, it's the, it's, the, it's the fun part of our relationship, should I say. You know, it's the best bit. But, you know, the core of a relationship in, in our particular business is, you know, supplying the, the carrots, onions, potatoes and getting the basics, deliveries on time, the price right, just getting it right. And that's what a wholesome business, like a wholesome relationship is. You've got to have that wholesome bit to be able to have the other stuff run right. And that's the cool stuff. So, you know, we have a lot of people ring us up and say, hey, can we get this, this and this? And we go, hey, man, you're not really with us because you're not in the wholesome part you're not getting the peas carrots potatoes and everything off us yeah so we're not sort of going to offer too much of that other cool stuff because you're not really a big part of our our relationship what's the coolest product or or veg or fruit you reckon you've come across in your time what do you like I just like foraging for mushrooms to be really honest I love going down to the blue mountains to my wife's family and and heading off with them or you know it's just before Easter it's like an Easter hunt and Getting out there with uh, the kids, um, uh, Amanda's nephews and nieces, and or my nephews and nieces, and um, foraging through the forest and finding mushrooms, and you know that sort of you know I guess instinctual way of looking for food is is fun, and then when you become an expert on you know what you're talking about and you know where to look and when to look, it's really something nice to be able to pass down to you know the kids coming through. But seasonality is a big thing. Like you talk about Easter time is when you can go foraging for pine mushrooms because it's got to be what the temperature's got to be right. It's got to be the mm. moisture in the soil. Everything's got to be the perfect condition for that mushroom yeah. to grow. Yeah. 
and and it's like it's seasonality with produce as well how important is that as a business for people to understand that you know although you can get fruit and veg from all around the world that comes in you know you can get stone fruit throughout winter these days yeah yeah well but seasonality is what's key it is and we're it's really hard for people to understand because we are on an insta hey i can get everything anytime type sort of you know thing and it is a little bit like that through other other countries that import a lot of stuff uh, but being so far away from so many countries right now we're in summer and we are really we're bringing in you know u.s lemons there's uh egyptian lemons coming in lemons are a problem in in australia through summer but it's super popular when we want to eat our prawns and oysters and enjoy all that all that seafoody stuff and uh, we want a beautiful seedless lemon and what normally happens is the rain and you know can you know wreck wreck crops and it's just not in season simple as that you know citrus is a winter thing so that's one example same with avocados are coming in from western australia and a bit of new zealand we always try and stick with australian despite it being a little bit further away western australia than 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 and then New Zealand, we find the products better. It's creamier. Part of our core values is to make sure that we offer a, a product that eats. Dwayne and I have been, you know, backing that forever. You know, we want products to eat. And, you know, sometimes there's been a bit of a pushback on, hey, mate, it's price, it's price, it's price. It's like, wow, is that really what you want? Because I, as an end consumer as well, I want to be able to eat the whole plate. I want to be able to eat the tomato, eat the lettuce, eat everything and enjoy it. The way that you know i'm buying the salad i want it you know you know you know say a pub situation where you know we've been pushed to 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 get a, a product that might not copyright but in saying that there are great products that are potentially seconds it might just come from a good farm that has a scratch on it so there are those options with us but you know you've got to be selective in which one that is and it's product for purpose what application that's going to be how important is locally grown produce you know we talk about you know when you have to, you tap into farms in WA for avocados or different regions. But another thing that Suncoast has been able to do for years is create great lasting relationships with local farmers from the sunny coast down in all the New South Wales and then and even further into Toowoomba and surrounds. Well, it's very important. So uh, first of all, we'll say let's try and stick with Australia, Australian produce. Let's, let's start there. And then we work our way in to, you know, wake our way out really, you know, like, yeah, you're right. Noosa was... Um, when we first started, Dwayne had a heap of relationships with wonderful farmers up there, and we had uh, relationships in Byron. I sort of left those relationships because what came local then was what Noosa, because we were only in Noosa at the very, very beginning. And um, But a lot of those growers have actually gone. There's actually not that many little ones left. There's new ones, but not like they used to be. Like we used to be able to get shallots and baby spinach and loads of stuff came locally. Um, and Noosa was um, probably probably in a, in, you know probably in a better position to supply more local produce back back in the day back 12 years ago so it has changed well i'm not sure why but there seems to be less and less like a lot of prices haven't moved either like sometimes herbs are you know only just starting to move from what they were 12 years ago and then the labor costs have gone up so maybe that's why and you know being in the brisbane market you're you're out of Coolum, you've been in Coolum for 12 years but the brizzy market or brisbane market is where you base yourselves out of for, for your brisbane business and obviously it it helps transport down to byron the central market still plays an important role do you think in terms of the delivery of produce it definitely does like you can't like the market is the market that's where the actual price of everything is sort of you know commanded set. that's where yeah, it's, it's at. set yeah 
Um, and it's getting better and better with more accountability of, yeah. of you know the price of things that are coming through. I think in the old days it might not have been that way, and there's, the rumor has it that it wasn't. But you know, um, it's not true. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, now it's more regulated and more um, you know more standardized. So the prices that do come through are, are you know everyone sort of knows them. So there's more accountability back to the farm and the age, and so everyone sort of knows about what it is and always we've got to remember that just because something comes in a particular brand box it doesn't mean it's still going to be the right that money because something can be older you know it's still in the same box but the product inside the box is what it's all about so it's about making sure that you've got those relationships and and organization with agents to make sure that you are receiving the fresh good produce those relationships also come down to the guys driving the forklifts around the markets and they're making sure that they know that hey wait a minute no one's tried to slip in you know, we receive a lot of stock on Sunday, you know, Thursday stock because they've got some left over. You know, we're, we're here buying fresh stock, you know, and it does come in the same box. So looking in the box is, is super important. Yeah, but why is it if I go to Woolies tomorrow, I know the answer to this, but I'll ask you. If I, if I see Woolies has a special on a line of blueberries or strawberries, how often, do, it happens all the time, people think, oh, Woolies have got it at that price, it must be that price. But, yeah. You know, at, I think the chains dictate a lot of that these days as well, oh, which they? isn't beneficial for a, a, a restaurant or a chef to be thinking that's the price because we don't sell, Suncoast doesn't sell toilet paper. That's right. Well, <laughs> what happens with those fruits and vegetable specials at, at, the, at the big supermarkets is they are, a, they are a, what do you call them, a lost leader type thing. You know, they'll, they probably won't be losing on them, to be perfectly honest. They'll do a deal with a farm based on history that that price was low at that point of that year uh, and they'll go, right, let's jump onto the blueberries or whatever it is, and they'll be offering them in $1.99 or whatever. All of a sudden it rains, there's a shortage, there's fires. Just in the past with Betty Blues have just lost you know, 80% yeah, of their farm. So, so things change all the time, particularly in Australia, and that changes the, the volume that's coming through. So not only are they getting direct supply out of, out of big farms, but they're also soaking up what's in the market. And they'll, you know, they'll pay what they have to pay to get it. But you know, uh, what that does, it actually drives a market. So it creates two markets. So there's a market that they're buying everything, and then there's what's left you know, in the market. And then all of a sudden, the, the demand's high, and we, um, we just can't even get it. Sometimes we can't even buy it from a market for uh, the same price that they're selling it for. But that's a predetermined deal that they've done with them um weeks and weeks out so i think i made that clear so you've got a business in the sunny coast you've got a business in brisbane and you've got a business in byron Aberdeen. yeah brisbane supplies up to toowoomba into the gold coast how i mean for all three they're all three different locations how different is the business across each location um you know i guess they are different in that they're the same sort of different that byron is to noosa and brisbane is to is to you know byron it's 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 similar in that way where Byron's got a, a fairly relaxed you know approach. Very relaxed. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sammy has lived down there for years and has ran the place. And I used to work with Sam, you know, years and years ago, and we've been friends for twenty years. And um, you know, they love surfing and they get out of there and shut the door and you know um, and do their thing. They're a good crew. Too. Yeah, yeah. They've got a great Imagine business. And hopefully, they're all listening and, to this podcast. Yes, and. And you know what? They they have a, an amazing culture, and it is slightly different to Brisbane and, and Noosa. Um, and that is usually comes down from the 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 GM down there, so which is you know Sam. So he's the boss down there. So a lot of his personality runs through that business. Mm. And everyone loves Sam, and Sam 
has high expectations and wants, you know, has similar values to me. And, um, yeah, quite frankly, I don't need to worry about Sam too much because he, he hits it out of the park most days. I think it's pretty fair to say that the brand is, I mean, it's a brand these days, Suncoast Fresh. It's recognisable. It's on the trucks. It's on the big truck that you might see every now and then. The logo's really strong. But is it fair to say that it's the people behind the brand from all the branches that have really created the business? Definitely. It, the brand is the people. Um, you know, uh, the, peop- the brand is the people and the relationship that they have with the customers. So, you know, it started off, uh, as I said, with Dwayne uh, and myself and a couple of others that have been with us forever. I think Benny Green's been with us forever. I think there's a couple of others I probably should know. But Yeah, we'll check. You're going to get long service leave. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. We're yeah, taking yeah. holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the brand is the people and our values and how our values have, uh, have evolved, and that's a combination of what Dwayne and I believe in. And, um, yeah, we've always been a little different with, um, with how we do things, and it's been this amazing marriage of of what he has as his strengths and what I have as my strengths. And you don't see much of Dwayne um, in the Brisbane slash Byron type scene. Mm. He's very and was very prominent up the coast right at the beginning. And he actually probably works as hard as he's ever worked, if not harder. Now, uh, he had a little accident uh, a few years ago, maybe five years ago, where he fell off a roof and hurt himself. And you know the guy was. Um, I remember he had his. Uh, he was in hospital, and he had his that afternoon. He's you know, his laptop on his lap, trying to trying to do some work. So that's small business, and and you work hard, um, as we'll find out in some of these podcasts, how hard a lot of these people have to work. Yeah, and um, it's no different now. But we do it now, uh, yeah, in need, but also because we love it. There's not a day like I don't get told, "Oh, Graham, you're working so hard." I'm sure my father-in-law is going to be listening to this. Um, you know, you work too hard, but you know, I love what I do. You know, uh, and I and I and I can't wait to get here, and I can't wait to get it right. And I know Dwayne has these super high standards, and he wants everything on time, and and um, and so do I. And and you know, he has his set of things that he's chasing, and he loves it as well. You know, but you know, we all know that work-life balance is something that's really, really important, and it is something that we both are talking about and making sure that we um, you know balance that. Well. And this would be something that you probably will chat with chefs about because having been a chef in the kitchen, mm. getting the work-life balance for chefs is, is incredibly hard. We know that when, you know, we, we, we deal with them on a the daily basis. But as a business owner, I mean, how important is it for you and what do you do to, to relax, you know, because you are in the business, you work, you guys work incredibly hard at what you do, but how do you get to relax? Because you need to relax. Well, I'm planning on relaxing by doing podcasts. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to be relaxing doing this. Uh, look, you know, apart from the setup, I do enjoy talking to people. So, I mean, part of my, I, I try and, um, I don't do enough at the moment and I have done and I know when I'm not exercising, I'm not doing things right. And I think we're all a bit lazy when it comes to certain types of exercise, but the new year is upon us. And um, yeah, I'm definitely, um, definitely doing lots of yoga I'm now. <laughs> I'm not. Graham often uh, gives me a hard time because we often work off each other when it comes to working out and exercise, and I do enough for you now. So with me moving to London, hopefully you'll pick up what I do, Mm. and then you can go and exercise, and you can... Look, I think as a business, we understand that it's very, very important. We encourage, you know, like Brendan goes to the gym, we, we, you know, we encourage that people look after themselves, that Sam gets a surf in, because if they don't get that in, they can't work properly. So yeah. it's beneficial. And everyone has done the maths and the science is there. 
if you're working a million hours, then you're probably not working right. You know, if you're sleeping right, you're balanced out with your wife and you can, you can, and you've had a little bit of your hobby, whether it be surfing or bike riding, whatever it is, you're much better. And that's what we want to encourage as a business that everyone, you know, is looking after themselves and staying fit and healthy and, and balanced. Well, as a small business owner, what is one of the challenges you think you've faced over the last 10 or 12 years that you've overcome and you can look back? Can you think of anything? Um, what have we overcome? I've made loads of mistakes, but... Um, How important is it to recognise the mistakes, though? Like, do you, do you recognise them before you've made them or during or after and go, shit, I shouldn't have done that? Whatever stage you recognise it is, you just have to own it and go, right. And a part of our values is honesty. So if we can just go, okay, shit, put my hand up, mess that up, you know, if it involved a customer, you ring them up and go, like, hey, stuffed up, something's happened, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do to fix it, you mm-hmm. know. Ownership of your mistakes is something that, has been a core part of our business and every business will make mistakes Um, but if you don't own it quickly and amend it quickly then you know that there's going to be a problem anyone who's trying to cover shit up for whatever reason piss off yeah right well if if no one knows the story between you and i and we're listening for the first time um i only started working for for you and Dwayne for two weeks in brisbane it was filling a hole you needed a hand i said yeah i'll come and and deliver. I was working in telly. You and I had worked before because fruit always seems to be my um, in-between job when I yeah. can't get work in the media industry. Um, and I think it's a testament to what you guys have done because before me stepping into, a, I guess, a repping role, you never really had a rep that had been around. You might have had one or two before. You've never really employed reps um, yeah, I along guess, the way. I guess it was me it. representing our company yeah. uh, initially uh, up the sunny coast where I was going backwards and forwards. Uh, from the buying in the market to sort of doing repping while Dwayne was running the engine room, just dispatching and making sure doing the that. orders were right and yeah. maintaining standards. So, and yeah, we didn't have a rep. But the growth of the business has seen you bring on, I guess, a few different reps around, sort of up in, you know, you've got Steve now in Sunny Coast, you've got Darren Toowoomba, Ryan in the Goldie. Sammy does a great job down in Byron. And all in the 12th year. So the first 11-odd years, yeah. we never had a rep. And, no. and everyone was like, what's going on? Well... We weren't in the, let's call it yellow pages. We never did a ad or anything like that. If we did sponsor someone like a Surf Life Saving Club or something, we never got anything or asked for anything back for it. Yeah. Um, we just did it because it was probably the right thing to do. So whether we're raising money for someone, a chef who hurt themselves or something or other, or whatever it might have been, um, yeah, we just sort of did it. Um, so it was a great business in that, like I said before, the combination of the buying being right and it being fresh in the right place and Dwayne's ability to make sure that it was on time and packed correctly and 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 delivered right and all the rest was just a simple recipe. It's like pizza dough. If you get it right, it's friggin' amazing. If you get it but wrong, if you fuck up, it's no good, <laughs> you know? So, so we yeah. just had this simple recipe that people kept lining up for. And we also knew that how to... Uh, we monitored our growth, even though it's been, you know, continuous and still is it's been always where we've gone okay let's let's grow at a pace that we can do and yeah and probably recently it got it got turned on a little bit too much and we've, we've had to turn it slow it down a little bit to make sure that we can handle what's coming through a lot of businesses make mistakes particularly around social media where they actually think they've got the recipe and they go 
bang, but they didn't put the infrastructure or the people in place to, to grow it properly. So lots of people make those mistakes because you can go out and promise anything to these people and get business. But if you're not doing it and not able to do it, then then the, and then you stuffed it. So, you know, one of yeah. the things that's really important to Dwayne and I is, you know, the brand will continue to grow. Now, yeah, we have put some people out there, but they're more like a representation of hay or people that they Contacts. can call because Cat I can't managers. take, you know. Yeah. Thousands of calls. You mentioned social media. Why did you start doing videos on social media? Um, I really wanted to um, do education. I think the first one I ever did was with you. Uh, I think you were delivering and how you got your promotion, I think, (laughs) (laughs) was I was trying to do that that video on tomatoes to explain the difference between a number one and number two tomato that uh, one example of a product that you can, you know, buy a number two, uh, you know, for different cooking sort of purposes uh and i was just trying to sort of show people what the difference was and uh, then that's where you came back and said well i know a little bit about telly can do a little bit yeah yeah and let's let me give you a hand and that's when you sort of progressed and but you're doing it before i i, don't, I definitely can't take any credit you guys were always well, we doing videos okay now you were doing videos but you would you guys were quite active so suncoast had always been sort of posting stuff yeah. and I think you're kind of at the at definitely at the right up curve for social media but why do you think it was important to do it because I mean we, there's so much stuff out there right now everyone's like you know do social do this do that but you've done a really good job to create social media and a yeah. presence yeah look it's been fun and it's really based around education and letting people yeah, know what it's about it's not and that's sort of what it was about it wasn't oh, you know I guess when I went over to America to the specialty produce guys and saw Bob and the team over there uh, they were doing it as well, and um, I think we actually met on Instagram, actually. Anyway, people were doing it, and mainly overseas. No one was really doing the videos here, and uh, I didn't like the podcast, I don't think anyone's done a you know, fruit and vegetable angle on a podcast, so you know, we're, we're, we're first to that. I think the, the social presence has helped Suncoast Fresh as a brand continued to grow and, and show what you're capable of in terms yeah. of cool products and it's the education is so important because chefs will then say oh what do i do with it or how do i use it yeah um and how many people will reach out to you on a daily basis and ask that question so many oh and it's amazing um you know like you know just recently we've got those wasabi leaves and it's so fantastic to you know it's not a new product it has been around for a long time but it out there. we've managed to coordinate the supply chain properly now that we can actually offer it you know, properly. You know, where before it's like, oh, we're going to fly that in and do it around and muck around and do it. But, you know, uh, usually when someone inquires about something, then we, we go about it and we, we find a way to make it work. And then eventually it sort of becomes, you know, like a normal product. Mm. Um, you know, I always use the example of Caesar salad in that it was on the fancy menus years ago and, and now it, in a, and it went through a, someone, a chef came in McGarrett-on style, made it at your table at a fancy restaurant. And then it went down really? to your yeah. yeah. Well, that was before you were born. And then <laughs> then it um, then it went into like cafes, and now it's you know now it's in a bag at the supermarket. Yeah. So it's the same with potentially beetle leaf or you know different ingredients. Maybe these wasabi leaves will end up being commonplace. Um, so that's sort of like the the catwalk of food is is that it starts on the catwalk and those ridiculous costumes that we think far out. I'm never ever going to wear that. And all of a sudden, I'm wearing something very similar, you know? So, yeah. so that's how food works as well, in my opinion. Now, you've supplied some incredible restaurants from in Queensland, from, you know, and we could rattle them off, but I won't make you select any favourites because it's like picking a favourite child. 
but from Coolum all the way to North, down to northern New South Wales and up to Toowoomba Gold Coast, really some great establishments and restaurants and chefs over the years. Uh, but the one that stands out was when Noma came out and did a pop-up in Sydney. And yeah. I think that's really cool is the fact that these guys came out and you got the chance to do that. How did that happen? Um, I think it was... Um did that happen? I do remember. Because um, you're not on the yellow pages. They just can't pick up the phone. <laughs> ben Devlin rang me, actually. Really? Right? So he is... Everyone knows Ben Devlin. He's one of the best in the country. You know, he's definitely one of the best in the country. Uh, he rang me and said, mate, someone wants to meet you, and I can't even tell you who it is. Um, it's top secret. Yeah. So whether he recommended us or they found us... Yeah. You know, I think I tell people that they found us on Instagram and... Now you've asked me the question, I'm really thinking about it. And, and, I, and I'm, I, I'm sure it was through that, you know, he would have used Instagram as the, hey, this is what they, these guys do. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure, um, you know, the guys at Noma were going, hey, who can we use? And he's going, okay, give us an opportunity. Well, what an so opportunity. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went down there and we met Bo and um, I can't remember the other guy's name. And, um, you know, not Renee. We didn't meet him on the first first time. Okay. So at uh, Paper Daisy, where Ben was, and um, and we had to take down like ten weird products. We took down banana root and macadamia nuts and that there. And um, then eventually, when Renee came out, you know, I flew down to Sydney. My, I at the time I was on staff travel because a man and my wife was working for Virgin, <laughs> and I was flying down for twenty bucks, like twice a week, to meet them at the restaurant at, at um, Bangaroo. Awesome. And um, how we're going to do this? Teed up a mate, Loki, in Sydney, and he helped me out with some of the basic stuff. And and we were um, running around picking green macadamia nuts off organic farms from Brendan's uncle or relative or something down on the in the Gold Coast hinterland. Floor, how'd you get and, them down? Oh, we were literally put them in the back in a box, styrofoam box, probably taking them to the airport, flying them down. They were picking them up from the airport, and that dish was actually finely sliced green macadamia nuts. And what they did was. Uh, and um, who can tell me this? Um, Nick Blake will confirm this story for me, I'm sure, because he was a chef there. Uh, they used to get this uh, snapper from the sunny coast and they would pretty much blend the whole fish apart from the guts and they would cook that in a, a cryovac solution and that gooey, gelatiny type yeah. stuff that comes off that is actually what the soup was with the macadamia nut and some sort of herb oil from memory. And I went there with Luke and it was, you know, every dish blew my mind and people say what was your best food experience and that was probably one of my best food experiences if not my best and i mean the hype around it is so exciting as well you know getting to go there everyone got their photo taken in the front of noma there and it was all over everyone's instagram because everyone was so excited about it but uh yeah definitely one of my best food and i think my mate luke uh from sydney he wore shorts that day didn't he luke um, but yeah, we had a great time and it was amazing food and stood up to all the expectations. So yeah, that was a big honor to be able to have Sunco selected and to be able to supply. Now as a provador, um, and supplying chefs and restaurants up and down the coast here in Australia, do you look to other businesses? You mentioned, um, specialty produce in America as a leader in what they're doing over there. Yeah. I mean, it's so different. Like we have done super comparisons of what is different and, they're miles ahead with technology uh, because Bob, who owns it, is a, a computer dude before he's a fruit dude, even though he's been a fruit dude for 30-something years, um, uh, which is amazing because he looks like he's 35, 40. Um, but uh, their, their technology is just amazing. Their app that they use for their chefs is you know, probably worth a couple of million dollars to build. Um, we haven't been able to quite get it 
anything like that here yet. So they're miles ahead on that. Obviously, wage costs are heaps cheaper over there. It's, you know, what's eight to 12 bucks? You know, who knows what the hourly rate is over there? I think it's going up now, but it's but not, in- it's not the 30 sort of dollars an hour here that it yeah. is. So, uh, and then all the different rates that it can be here. It's confusing as to, you know, night shift and this, whatever. So it's more expensive here. And um, so you can't really compare because what they can do is throw people at problems where we need to make sure that systems and procedures and rules are put in place about delivery times and things like that. So expectations are not let down by the customer because they know what everything's, you know, when it's all happening and when they have to have their order in. And, you know, it's just not hickety-boo because over there they can be. They can have trucks going out all day because it's inexpensive to do it. What do you think the future holds for Suncoast Fresh? Because, um, you know, with an ever-changing landscape, you know, drought affecting Australia, there's so many different conditions that are happening at the moment. We talk about coals and woolies, all the chains. I mean, what, what, is a, what does the future look like for a supplier in Brisbane, Sunny Coast and Byron? I mean, I don't think it will... Um, I think just because population will continue to increase, the food might change what we supply... Uh, the types of recipes that we cook will evolve due to the demand of, you know, whatever, if something goes through the roof, we'll, we'll come up with other recipes, just like any crisis in the world that's ever happened. And I'm not saying that we're going through a crisis here, but we are going through a change that actually develops recipes. So people who are cooking something for years, they go, wait a minute, this is not working. This style of food isn't working anymore. Mm. You know, and then the places like Madame Wu and To The Fat and Stanley and you know, other places evolve and come up. So sort of some will die out and some start again. A lot of businesses do fail in the hospitality industry. But, um, you know, us as a business, we will continue to supply, you know, and be on the front foot of making sure that we're providing, you know, the, the type of stuff that they need, e.g., you know, the Green Cauldron Farm, which comes up on one of the podcasts, um, you know, organic, you know, the whole vegan movement, there's way more of that. Um, you know, people are more and more looking to be healthy. So the vegetable industry is probably in a really good position because people are understanding the benefits of vegetables and fruit and what what they can do for their body. So people are not uh, going away from vegetables. In fact, they're probably eating more Towards than it. ever. Uh, as much Interesting as it, shift, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, yeah, people people get it. And I think uh, one, more heroing fruit more conscious of what we're eating. Definitely, yeah. And more educated uh, because there's so much information out there. Um, you know, you've got to watch all the information and make sure you watch, you know, a couple of different sides of the inf- of the arguments. Don't just, don't just YouTube it. And- yeah, yeah. You've know, you got to do some real homework on whatever you want. But, yeah, definitely vegetables are, uh, are, are smashing it, really. So, yeah, I think Sunco's in a really good position. Anyone who's in the fruit and vegetable industry is still in a good position. But really... What people and what we're finding, so good restaurants want quality. Like the best restaurants that we do, the busiest restaurants that yeah. we do, they don't want shit. Anyone who's asking us for a second is usually, you know, you know, looking to cut costs somewhere. And if you're cutting costs on the actual thing they're going there for, in my opinion, unless it's a product like a tomato or something, you're making a sauce out of that it's still a good tomato, but it might have a scratch up, that's okay. But Because if you're going to roast it, you're going to do it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Use a second. But yes. if you're going to use it for the main stuff, it's and quality as, first. As Dwayne's words are, it's product for purpose and um, you know, making sure that we're getting the right that. product for purpose. And you know, whether it be a juicing apple that's been damaged by the branches and wind or whatever and it's a bit scratchy or misshapen, that's still a delicious apple. 
and we want to use the whole crop as much as we can, you know, like Hellenica used the larger zucchinis, you know, for their zucchinis. Oh, it's the zucchini. But in, in, the, in the past, they were a, a byproduct, and now they're like a hero. And that's like, that's the best thing ever. Like when we're using Use it all, small yeah. ones, small, medium, sort of retail, slightly larger for wholesale. Yeah. And then there's extra large get a home, then it's great because then things grow pretty quickly. So it's hard for farmers, and if we can get across the whole whole patch for the farmer, that's fantastic. What's the secret though? I mean, everyone will look from the outside. And I've been so lucky to work with and in this business for the last couple of years, and I've seen the growth that and everything that's happened and the crew that's a part of it now. But what's the secret from anyone from the outside that thinks, wow, what's going on at Suncoast? Jeez, we've got vans popping up. There's all this cool stuff. Like, what's going on? What's it's, the secret? It's diversity in our business and teamwork. So Dwayne and I are very different, like I said before. He's a mechanic. He's yeah. he yeah. a mechanic by trade. Yeah, he loves his cars. And, you know, him and his dad, um, you know, dad tickers around. And they work on all the vehicles and make sure that that is just, you know, they're all running right. So that reliability factor. So very different teamwork and diversity. We have Billy Bentley. Hello, mate. <laughs> working for us. And, you know, you've brought on a special spice. Brendan, basically a big product expert. Sam, amazing personality, can run people. There's, I could talk about people all night, all day about these so wonderful people. people. So it's people. It's make, that's what makes it It's people and it's, and it's honesty. And it's making sure that we're, we're true to ourselves, we're true to the business, and we have a set of values that really roll. And just being straight up and being, being real, that, that is the actual secret of what we do. There's actually, there's no secret, it's just bloody teamwork and good people. What does the future hold without Billy Bentley? Oh, well, we'll roll on and start to actually, you know, take off properly now, you know. Um, you know. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Yeah, no, we'll miss you, mate. We'll definitely miss you. But, no. um, um, no. Look, and from, from me, I'm not... I think it's really important that you're getting to do these these podcasts and the podcast because um, it's an incredible industry, you know, an incredible group of chefs and, and people that are that are in it. But where where do you think uh, and and why did you want to do it for you? Look, I wanted to do it to make sure that you know because I want to know what's going on in these people's heads myself. Right, I get to talk to the ones small type notes. But um, having these chats with them, you really get to know them. Like, you know, we've done a few, as we said before. Mm. And I tell you, yeah. you can admit, and I can admit, when we went up the coast and talked to Matt and oh. Becky, our minds were blown. We were bloody like coming back from a spiritual camp. It was yeah. amazing, right? So for us to be able to get those stories of these amazing people, and a lot of them have worked really, really hard and have failed and come back and have had tragedies and have challenges in their lives. Yeah. You know, you don't know that. A lot of us just see the shit we see on TV or the wonderful stuff we see on TV. We don't see a lot of the lead up or the work. So I think in this Insta world, to have a little bit of a higher core of what actually happened and how I got here um, is really, really wholesome and makes you go, you know what, I am working hard at the moment. This is difficult. If I can bring any part of each person, each chef, each farmer, uh, and either educate them or let them know how they got through different parts of their careers and what's important to them and how they balanced it and all the rest. And young and up and coming people are going to be able to um, learn from that. Current chefs are going to be able to go, hey, wow, I can relate to that and get through. And the common public are going to get to know the guy who's pushing out this food in the in the restaurant. So yeah, it's really you know, cool. I think it's going to be beneficial to every everyone. And, and even even bloody kids, even kids. But it's an insight into, into this Suncoast as yeah. well is you, yeah. you get the chance to talk to them and uh, and and to peek behind the curtain because at the end of the day one of my favourite sayings is it's just fruit and veg, 
Yeah. You know what? It is. And it's a, it's what makes the hospitality food industry tick, but it's important to get it right because if you don't get it right, then it goes wrong and it falls to shit. So it's such a simple thing, but it's such an important thing as well. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you've got some really cool podcasts coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, um, and we're super proud of the ones we've done. And um, as you know, we've done a couple, but yeah, and we're looking to, to yeah. There just, will be more. But yeah. of course, if you want to catch up with Graham on Instagram, it's suncoast underscore fresh. Uh, suncoastfresh.com.au is your website. Um, you are Graham. Graham Twine and no underscore no oh my Instagram yeah Graham Graham Twine yeah we know you are Graham Twine yeah yeah okay G-R-A-E-M-E the real way of spelling Graham not the not the other ham way yeah yeah and I'm so lucky to be able to represent Suncoast Fresh you know because there's it, it, like I said before, I'm definitely the face, and I know I've said it ten times, but I really want to reiterate that it's a this team. family, this team, you know, Dwayne and everyone in this business is so really, really important, and we're very, very lucky to have great people and and uh, even and, and great customers as well. The business is what you know. That's what makes the business tick. Is a great yeah. group of people, mate. So I've been incredibly lucky to work with you guys over the last two and a half years. It's yeah. gone quick. Um, I will let you do an official closer of this but thank you for letting me interview you for your first podcast hopefully everyone has enjoyed it it's a great insight it's a great business it's a great australian business uh and really passionate group of people which uh which is what is really cool about suncoast fresh so um that's episode one of your podcast mate thank you for having me thank you for interviewing me it's a pleasure to know you and i look forward to uh, spending more time with you even after you leave but thank you for helping you set up the podcast teach me how to do all this stuff because uh, <laughs> you'll be lost so uh, yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, we can finish now. Okay, bye. See you, mate. That wraps up episode one. Thank you, Billy Bentley. It's been a pleasure talking to you and have you interview me about Suncoast Fresh. Episode two is coming up. Jack from B13, an amazing man, knows all things bees, all things honey. He is an absolute legend. I'm really excited about sharing this with you. So enjoy episode two, Jack from B13.